Hey, what's up? It's another episode of Film Streak. My name is Rob, and look, what I do here is I talk about some new films that I've watched. And I've watched a lot of films. I, I've seen plenty. I keep a list of all the films I want to watch, all the new stuff that's coming out, because there's new stuff coming out all the time, right? But here is a chance to really work that list down, try and get down to some stuff that uh, you know I want to see, but then also stuff I've never heard of. And so that's that's what I'm doing here. And if that's something you understand, you relate to that. Oh, cool, man. That's, I think that's what a lot of us who love movies, it's always like, we're, we're kind of chasing that dragon. We're trying to find the next great film that we're going to love our next favorite, right? That's a little bit of what this is. Uh, it's kind of a, a personal challenge to just get out there and just watch as many movies as I can and really uh, enjoy them and understand them and just appreciate them. So look, if you just listen to this, you just found uh, the podcast, however you found it, maybe uh, the recent episodes I did at, from the film festival. Uh, maybe you just stumbled upon this some other way. Thank you for checking this out. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you want to find other episodes, um, you can go to filmstreak.com. You can sign up. You do the email thing. You can get them by email. You can just do the Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever. Listen to them that way, whatever floats your boat. Also, you know, I try to keep a list of these films. Uh, all the films that I've talked about, I try to keep a list of those on IMDb. And so I've got that and you can find the link to that. If you subscribe by email with that in mind, uh, last couple of episodes, I've talked about some more recent stuff, uh, stuff that's here in theaters or, or new to streaming or whatever. This episode, we're going to get into some different stuff. And I found this film. I say I found it. I saw some stuff about it that really kind of kicked off this whole interest for me in these Korean crime dramas or crime action dramas. Now, I have to admit, this is a blind spot. I had no real understanding of a lot of this genre and the people involved in it or the quality of work that was coming out of Korea with, with this genre specifically. So, you know, I've seen some of the other films that have come out. I mean, more recently, um, you know, something like uh, even going back to Snowpiercer or some earlier uh, 2000s era films, but then, you know, Parasite won Best Picture at the Academy Awards, what, like a few years ago now. So, you know, it's been something that's become more visible on the world stage, let's say. But here's my chance that I wanted to take to really dive into this a little bit. And so uh, before we get into the films, I'm just going to apologize right up front, right off the top, because all the films, all the filmmakers, all the uh, actors... They're all Korean, and I'm going to just straight up murder these names. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best, but I just, you know, it's not my first language, so I'm working on it, okay? But in the meantime, let's get into some of these. All right, first up, we've got Nameless Gangster, Rules of the Time. I'm 
내가 깡패라고 하면 그냥 깡패라고 저는 우리의 공동체를 파괴하는 엄제와 폭력에 대한 전쟁을 선포합니다. 이게 어째 돌아가는 겁니까? 최사장 무사할 것 같아요. 대부님이 건달입니까? 맞아. 내가 절대 못 잡아라. 영원한 적이 어디 있겠습니까? 다 지한테 덕대면 친구고 안 되면 원수지. All right, so here we have a film from 2012 that uh, is... It's actually, it's a period piece. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't even clear on that going into it, but you know, this was something that, uh, uh, interested me because one, you know, the idea of, I guess, Korean mobsters or, or gangsters that didn't really seem like, um, that didn't really seem like that would necessarily be a thing, I guess. And you know, I guess with any contemporary society, there's going to be some sort of organized crime element or whatever. And I just didn't necessarily know or have that understanding with uh, Korean culture. So this was a uh, kind of the first one that I wanted to take a look at. And the other thing was it stars a couple of people that today, now you would probably recognize, but at the time, I don't know if I would have necessarily picked up on. And one of those is our, our main actor here is uh, Choi Min-sik, who I recognize from Old Boy. And of course, that's a very different kind of film, and it's a very different kind of character. Uh, but here, he plays a a, um, a customs agent that is essentially just on the take. And here, he finds a stash of drugs that kind of kicks off the story. And he he just works his way into a, a bigger organized crime scene. Here, we get to see this arc of this character, who essentially worked his way up to the top of the crime ladder, you know? And the way it's, the way it's all kind of plotted out, it's, it's somewhat interesting. You know, he's an older guy that is trying to find an angle into this world. So the way this kind of, the, the, the way the story kind of works here is his name is Choi Ik-hyun, and he is essentially using these drugs to find a way into this crime world. And he does this by meeting up with a younger guy who turns out to be a relative. And I think it's like his cousin or something like that. So they spark up a real business partnership. And while the younger Choi has the backing of his whole gang and, and everything that they're doing, the older Choi, the, our main character here, he is the one that's kind of pulling the, the, the strings behind the scene. He's the silent partner in a way. And because he's got a different, uh, he's at a different point in life, and he's also got a little bit of like a government background, he kind of knows some ways to get around some things. And they're also having conflict with other gangs and other people. There's a little bit of a power struggle in the territory. You know, I, I thought this was a really interesting take on this. The thing that I'll say is there are some elements of the film that, while it seems like it's a straight, like hard-nosed crime drama, uh, it does have moments, and and kind of strangely so, of this almost slapstick, goofy humor. And I, I'm just not sure. Like, there was a point in the film, probably about a third of the way through, where I wondered, like, wait, is this supposed to be a comedy? It's it's just an odd mix of tones, and and maybe that's just a different sensibility. Like I'm not used to seeing that, or I just 
I've never quite seen those elements combined together. Uh, but it, it, it was a little bit jarring at first. And once that kind of passes, you know, once the story really gets cracking, uh, you can see that, oh, there's, there's real tension, there's real conflict, there's real drama now. And even elements of action start to come into it. Once you get settled in with the story, then you kind of forget about that. Uh, but uh, early on, it's a little bit of a, uh, like, what am I watching here? I mean, part of it is it's a little bit of a commentary on the scene and, and the culture in Korea in 1990 and the backdrop of the government trying to crack down on organized crime and this whole element. And I'll just say that, you know, one of the things that that sparked in me was I just don't really have an understanding of Korean history, I guess. that, And that's not even talking about like the last 10, 20, 30 years. That's talking about even before that. You know, we're talking about uh, you know, into the 80s and 70s or, or even beyond, right? So I just don't have that familiarity like I would with American history, let's say, or or even some European parts of the world. So this was a little bit of a, a eye-opener in terms of I, I need to kind of get up on this. I need to learn more about this. And so um, I would say the film overall, it's it's kind of interesting. It's It's an interesting take on this premise of someone rising through the ranks to become a, a a leader in the criminal underworld let's say i'll give it a i'll give it a recommendation only because i think it's something worth seeing and i i think it's not maybe the strongest of the films that i'm going to talk about here but it's at least worth giving it a shot all right so let's get to our next one here film streak 235 a company man So, hey, look, this is a film also from 2012, and this is a very different kind of story, but I feel like it kind of revolves in the same orbit of uh, the other films here. 
this is a film about, um, you know, we have our main character here who is a contract killer and he, he's on a job. He's, he's doing this, this hit and he sends a young recruit in, sends him in and there's an accident. And he believes the young guy, the, the kid that he sends in dies during this job. And so he kind of faces the fallout of that. He has to deal with the family. I mean, I guess it's part of the organization or part of his code of honor or whatever. So he goes back home to the family of the young guy. He gives the money to the, you know, the, the payout for the job, gives that to his family. And he finds that the recruit, the young guy is still alive. He didn't die in this job. He got injured, uh, but the, he left him there. So he didn't know. And part of that is this story is really about someone who is uh, in this life and wants to get out of this life, essentially. That's really all it is. And that in its own way, that's a story we've kind of seen a lot of, whether it's like a, a killer or a, a thief or, you know, whatever it is, somebody who's in the, in the world that they're in and they're tired of it or they don't really, they don't have a passion for it, let's say. And they just want to get out of it. And their fight to get out of it is harder than the life that they were previously living, right? I mean, you could even say something like John Wick, right? That's kind of the whole premise of those films is is a guy who wants to get out of this world and can't find his way out because everything is pulling him back in. It's kind of a similar thing here. Uh, the, the interesting thing about this film, I think, is that it seems like this starts out as it's going to be a kind of a dramatic play on this story. And and there are elements of this, of the emotional toll this kind of work takes, especially when somebody you, you think dies on the job with you. And what do you do? What, how do you, how do you redeem yourself? How do you cope with that or whatever? It seems like that's the kind of film this is going to be. But at a certain point, it really goes into an element of action and big scale that, I wasn't, I didn't really see coming. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a strange balance because there are moments where it feels very emotionally heavy and tense and weighty. And, and then it flips and it becomes like John Wick. There are moments when our main character here, he's got to really fight his way through these different people, whether it's the law enforcement or the people on the team or, you know, some of the jobs that he still has to try and do all the obstacles that those are throwing at him. He's still got to push his way through that. And when this company finally turns on him and realizes, Oh, he's just not, he's not into this no more. And they start chasing him down. And now he's on the run. Uh, it becomes a big, big action extravaganza in a way. Uh, even to the point where, you know, the, the big showdown, he returns to the company, to the offices, and there's just like this a massive shootout in cubicles and offices everywhere. And I would say like those two ends of the spectrum, sometimes they work and they make sense. But here it's a little bit jarring. If we're looking at thematically what this film is trying to say, what's trying to do, I guess the idea is like, hey, you know, there's a cost to living a certain life and you know, the, the, the lessons you can learn about trying to lead a good life or live a good life. Those aren't easy. Sometimes I, you know, I think the tone is what kind of throws me off a little bit. And it's not to say it's bad. It's just, I'm, I wasn't expecting it. You know, it kind of reminds me in a way, um, 
It kind of reminds me of some of the, I'd say like 90s era action films, you know, action dramas, let's say. There's a point in action films that I, I, in my mind, it's specifically like in the 90s where they weren't just like Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger just blowing stuff up and shooting everybody. There was a point where things, they try to work in more drama, more story, more character development. And it, it became a little bit of an odd mix. Like there, there's a period where action films didn't really work out so great in the 90s, if you remember. Or if, if you don't, that's something that happened. And it really wasn't until the 2000s where action films took a whole different turn to become more stylish and to become more uh, even, you know, we, we get into like superhero movies and all that stuff. That's That kind of takes over for the genre, right? But before that, you could feel like there was a weird place where action films were. And that's kind of what I feel like with this. Now, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that is certainly the vibe. And and like I said, I even mentioned John Wick. And you know, I talked about this in a previous episode. But if you go back to John Wick, the, the first film, this kind of feels like that a little bit. And I don't know if this was patterned after that. I feel like this came out right around the same time. But it's just uh, it's just a little bit of an odd mix, and I don't think it really works as well as something like John Wick. But uh, that's generally the vibe here. So, a company man. Um, I don't know, man. I would recommend it. Maybe um, I don't think it's one of the stronger ones of this set either. But it is at least a a look at how a different culture, a different uh, part of the world would take on this kind of story. So maybe there's an interest there. All right, next up on Film Streak, 236, New World. <laughs> Brother, All right, so look, here's a film that's uh, it's from 2013, so it's just a touch after some of these other films. And this is uh, directed by Hung Ju Park, and or should I say Park Hung Ju? So I'm, I'm working on the names. Um, but I'll tell you this, uh, if you look at the trailer, if you just kind of look at who's in it, um, that already was something that I, I had at least a hook in here because 
you know, it, this also stars Choi Min-sik, who is in um, Old Boy and Nameless Gangster. This also stars a familiar face to me now, uh, Lee Jung-jae, who is in uh, Squid Game. And very recognizable only because that show was such a massive thing, right? And and here we get to see him, uh, what, this would have been like eight, nine years before Squid Game. And so I think uh, this was at least understanding to me of like, this guy's been around, this guy's been doing some stuff. And uh, and then we've also got a, a, another actor here, uh, Huang Jung Min, who... I had, hadn't seen anything else before, but I think really kind of brings some heat in this. And, you know, the, the basic premise I'll give you is essentially a, a gang leader dies at the beginning of the film and there's a power struggle to kind of uh, fill the vacuum there, right? Like who's going to take control, who's going to take over, you know, the, the government, the, the agencies investigating this and trying to crack down on this stuff. They're looking for a way to take some of this down. And we have... Lee Jung-jae, who's essentially working on the inside. You know, he's undercover, but he's so deep undercover. And there's there's a very clear sense, like, this guy is kind of losing his way. And, you know, Kang, who is uh, Choi Min-sik, he's the one that's working the investigation with him. He's, the, he's his handler. And he's the only one that knows who he is and what he's doing. And... You know, in a way, like if you wanted to find like a, a um, maybe like an American parallel, um, one that kind of came to mind as I was watching it a little bit is something like Donnie Brasco. You know, where you've got a guy who's so deep on the inside and he's becoming a part of a crew and he's becoming a part of this world and he kind of loses himself in it. But then also he's still got his job to do. Like he knows that. You know, there's there's a thing he's trying to do here, and yet uh, it becomes a little bit dangerous. It becomes really risky, and so that's where I think that's kind of I think what we're getting at here. You know, we have uh, Huang Jun Min, who is essentially a he's his friend, but he's also he's part of the element too. He's part of the the gang, and. I don't know. There, there's a certain like a charisma. There, like I said, this guy brings some heat. You know, he feels like, oh, here's a, here's someone else to watch now. And I don't know that I've seen him in anything else, but in this film, he brings a little bit of uh, swagger to it that he feels dangerous enough and he feels power hungry, and so it really makes this dynamic between these two guys. It really kind of kicks it off. And, you know, I'll say that there, this film has enough of a premise going for it in terms of who's doing what and how involved they are and all the dangers of it, the stakes, right? The stakes are so high here. And the only thing that it's not quite as grounded as, as some of these films are not quite as grounded as I thought they would be. And that's just the ones that I've seen here so far. But, uh, you know, there are elements where these characters get, they get uh, beat up, they get shot, they get stabbed or whatever. And then like in the next scene, they're back at it and no evidence of anything happened to them. And I, I don't know if that's just because of editing or, or you know, it wasn't quite clear uh, in the process of like, hey, this doesn't quite look right. It doesn't make sense. But it's something that watching the film, at least maybe more objectively, it, 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 it looks just odd. And that is little things like that that just take me out of the film personally because I'm like, wait, what? 
thought this guy just got shot. And now he's up and walking around. And so I think maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a matter of trying to be expedient and telling the story and like, let's get to the next scene, get to the next scene. But there are some things that I think make sense for a story that they get a little bit overlooked here. But all that said, uh, I think this is still an interesting story. I'll say this. I mean, this film looks really great. And some of the action in this film is pretty, pretty well staged. You know, I'll, I'll give it that. I, I haven't quite settled on how I feel about it, but I do know that some of the the action in this film, whether it's a shootout or a fight or whatever, or a chase scene, I mean, it's done really well. And it's, it's done to the point where I feel like if it were just positioned a little better in the types of stories, and now maybe I just haven't seen those yet, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm getting into this. Maybe I'm going to find really the sweet spot somewhere. Here, all these films so far, it just feels like, mm, like, this this is the right kind of story, but maybe the action's a little too actiony, you know, or maybe the action is perfect for a different kind of story. I'm uh, I'm interested to see more. So this is one that I would recommend. This is probably one of the better ones so far. I think the performances here are really great. You know, part of it is the language barrier. It's like I I've got to read the whole film. I, I can't really follow so much of the uh, dialogue as it's delivered. Uh, so there's a there's a little bit of a disconnect there, but otherwise, I mean, the performances are really strong, and I think the action element is is plenty enough. I mean, it could probably be dialed down just a touch, but it all at least works towards telling the story in a pretty consistent, pretty coherent way. So I'll give this one uh, a recommendation. That's New World from 2013. All right, so let's get to our next one, Film Streak 237, The Gangster, The Cop, The Devil. Okay, so look, we're we're catching up to a little more current stuff. This is from 2019, and uh, this is a film that stars uh, Mong Dong-sek, who is, I understand, goes also by Don Lee. And uh, look, I recognize him. One from Train to Busan, he was uh, kind of the the big heavy in that. It was kind of working against some of the uh, people trying to survive that film. 
Uh, he more recently came out in the Eternals, so he's found a way in the into the Marvel world, which is really cool because he's got a real presence, right? He's kind of a tough-looking guy. He's a bigger guy. But uh, here in this film, he plays the gangster. And so he is the one that really kind of takes control of this story. Now, there is an element of the criminal underworld here, and then we're also seeing the, the law enforcement you know, there is a, a card that comes up at the beginning of the film and says this is based on a true story from August of 2005, I think. And the idea being that we start out, we see someone get killed. It seems innocent enough. It's a, it's what looks like just a fender bender in the middle of the night. And the guy gets out and he gets killed and the killer is on the loose now. And we have the investigator who is following this case, trying to figure out who did this and what happened. When the crime boss here, and when he gets attacked and almost killed, he's able to fight back and fight the killer off, but it puts him in the hospital, and here's where these two, this gang boss and this cop, come to an agreement to work together to find this killer. Because they know this is someone that's moving in their territory for both of them. And so there is a little bit of a procedural element to the film where we're seeing the characters trying to figure out who this is, trying to put an identity to it, trying to tighten the net, trying to really figure out how to catch this guy, right? Like all of the pieces of the puzzle they're trying to solve. And Zhang is the first one to catch him, right? And he's going to do with him what he will. We have that happen, but then the cop jumps in and he tries to take over and take control. And do you kill this guy or do you capture him? And so there's a, that's when the film really kind of takes a different turn. It it does become more about the action and the suspense. You know, it's more about a a little bit of a cat and mouse film that, that we're watching play out. Uh, You know, we're seeing them chase this guy down. They're trying to like catch him at all costs. And in that way, I mean, it does, again, it remind this one also reminds me of that era of nineties action films where this plot, it just, it's, it's just plausible enough to seem like it could happen, but it's also kind of ridiculous when you look at it. Like you just step one step back and look at it and you're like, this, this is, this is stupid. <laughs> now that doesn't mean it, it doesn't make for an entertaining story, but the idea of this all playing out like this, it just, it, it just has that feeling of this doesn't quite seem like this would have worked this way. And so I'll give it a, at least, you know, credit for attempting to tell this kind of story. I don't know that it really works for me. So um, I, if I had to come down to it, I would say maybe skip this one, you know, if you're curious. I mean, it certainly looks great. It's certainly put together well. So, all right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep, uh, let's keep going to the next one here. Okay, so here we are. Film Streak 238, Hunt.
주관주에서 수사선상에 운영하겠습니다. 곧 밝혀지겠지, 미 배우도. 이 시간부로 24시간 도감청구죠. 오케이. So, look, here we're talking about uh, a film from just last year from 2022. And this is uh this is a really interesting one. For me the the hook was um I saw this marketed and kind of promoted as this is like a Korean heat. Right? It's like if you love the heat from 1995, you're going to love this. This is the same kind of film. Well, uh it's not. I mean, it's it's just not the same kind of story necessarily. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't elements that are very reminiscent and and feel like something out of heat. And I'll get to that. Uh, but just be clear, like this is not that kind of film. So, um, and I understand that's marketing, that's promotion. You got to kind of get the word out and get people interested. And it got me. And I'll kind of give you a little more of what it really is. Um, so it's clear, like heat isn't maybe the right comparison, but it's close. But I'll tell you the other thing that, that kind of got my interest was, you know, I talked about in, um, new world, I talked about Lee Jung-jae, who is, uh, a face people recognize from squid game. Well, he also is in this film and he also directed this film. And here, I mean, this film is not, um, this is no slouch. This is a big production. And I say big just in terms of uh, the amount of people in it and the scope of it. And also just the, the level of the action and the drama of it. It's a pretty substantial film. And it's really impressive, actually. And so let me back up to the premise here. The premise is, uh, this is Washington Uh, 1983 is where the film starts. We see there's some protests uh, outside the Korean embassy and there's tension over it because, you know, here's my blind spot. Here's where it really all comes down to is I didn't understand like the history of Korea, South Korea specifically, but even in relation to North Korea, I didn't understand how this all played out, even in something as recent as the 80s. And so here I'm trying to understand, like, wait, why is there, why is there conflict or tensions over a pro-democracy movement in 1980s Korea? Like, I didn't understand that. And so here I really had to back up and I, I had to stop the film. I actually had to stop the film and say, wait, do I not understand something here? And truth is, I didn't. I didn't have the right context for this. So versus, you know, trying to go down a rabbit hole of learning about Korean history in the middle of watching this film, I said, okay, well, I'll wait and maybe do a little reading, try and understand a little better after the film. I just want to watch the film. Let me just enjoy it, right? Uh, 
And so um, I go on, I watch the film, and this is something that if you understand how this all played out, if you have the right education, this might feel a little, uh, I don't know, might feel a little wonky because this is essentially about a struggle between, uh, let's say, two sides of the same coin. Or you've got a movement in South Korea that is pushing for uh, keeping things the way they are. And then you've got a different movement, uh, a different element of South Korean society that is pushing for democracy and is pushing for a different way of life. And when you have those two elements working against each other, here's where I think the story starts to build in uh, elements, let's say, of something like heat, where you've got an agent on one side of this coin working against an agent on the other side of the coin. And they don't necessarily know which side each other is on. I, eh, that's not the right way to say it. It boils down to, in this film, there are two main characters. There's Lee Jung-jae and there's Jung-woo Sung, who they're Park and Kim, and they are essentially trying to figure out who the mole is in the government, in the agencies here, that is trying to undermine everything. And they both believe each other is the mole. It's essentially what it comes down to. There's a little more nuance than that. But it's essentially these two guys are suspicious of each other for the same reason. Because one guy is operating in certain ways and he knows certain things and he's dealing with certain people. And the other guy's doing the exact opposite. And somehow they're both, they're both pointing the fingers at each other for the same thing. And so that's where the drama of the whole film comes out. And I guess that's where you could say it. this is kind of like Heat, or it's like Neil McCauley versus Vincent Hanna, and they're both on opposite sides of the same dynamic, right? And I, that's a very loose comparison. But that's essentially the, the way this story plays out, is these two trying to get one over on each other, trying to expose each other, trying to take each other down, and the way that all plays out against this backdrop of what is happening in the 80s in Korea in terms of government, in terms of society there. And so that's where I think things really get into a different territory. We are talking about a different kind of film now uh, because it really does take an understanding of what the world was like and what specifically what South Korea was like at that specific moment in time. And if you don't have that understanding, again, you're going to kind of be wandering a lot. Like, wait, why this or why that? So uh, it's important to maybe have a, a good or a better understanding if you don't. I don't know if it necessarily takes away from the enjoyment of the film, because here's the other thing. This film has got some really great action in it. And it's not, all, it's not an entirely an action film. But the moments when the action really pops off, it does it in a big way. And and maybe this is another comparison to Heat, is there is a massive, just a, a, a wild shootout in the streets. You know, the bank robbery scene in Heat, it's that level in a way. It's done differently. And of course, there are different things happening in the story that make that 
all play out, but the intensity of it, it's, it's very similar. You know, the other element to hear is that these characters are kind of hinged on this assassination plot of the president of South Korea. And I didn't, again, I had to really understand like, wait, like this isn't based on history, right? Like that's where I think not having the understanding, it can hurt the enjoyment of the film because you're wondering, did this really happen? And it didn't really happen. This It, it, it even says at the beginning of the film or, or at some point in the film, like this is all fictitious. None of this is actually based on real events, so on, so on. But there are some moments in Korean history where this seemed like very similar. You know, there was an assassination attempt on the president in the 80s. Uh, there was a real bombing in Rangoon in 1983, and that's kind of the climax of this film. And yet they, they aren't necessarily connected directly. This isn't saying this is what happened during that thing. This is, like, this is just a thing that we imagined happened very similar to a real-life event, but not a depiction of that real-life event. Okay, fine, all right, uh, cool. It's still entertaining enough. It's still uh, dynamic enough, I think, to make it a, a good watch. Aside from the, the plot and, and the premise and, and what's real and what's not, I think technically this is a really great film. And I was, I'm always interested to see that when an actor takes on directing a film. You know, and and not just a film, but like a pretty big, pretty uh, elaborate film. You know, if you think of something like, uh, I don't know, like Ben Affleck directing The Town, which is kind of a similar type of film. You know, it's big, it's crime, it's uh, action, it's got some drama in it. It's a very uh, elaborate plot line. Uh, I, I think of something like that, or even like some of the films that Clint Eastwood has done that are bigger in scope. You know, you, you wonder, like, how's that really going to work out? And sometimes it doesn't work out, right? If we're, if we're honest here. Sometimes uh, actors can get over, over their head when they try to take on all of the reins of trying to do a, a big film like that. Here, I think this is pretty successful, you know? I, I think this is really well done. Uh, the one thing I would say, and, and I don't know if this is um, a part of the translation or just the language difference, but some of the dialogue, you know, I, I can't say it's necessarily the uh, performances, but I don't know if it's the writing or there's something about some of the dialogue just feels really on the nose and... Uh, there's there's a lot of exposition that comes in. Like it doesn't really rely on on things that you would think are important for us to see happen. We end up getting told that they happen. And so it, it doesn't really leave a lot of uh, nuance in there and kind of does a lot of the work for us in terms of explaining some of the stuff that's going on, or at least some of the, the things that are happening off screen, let's say. And so, in a way, it almost feels like, you know, this is the one out of all these films that I think this could have probably been just as or or even better as like a limited a limited run series, right? You could have made like eight episodes and really fleshed this thing out and let us see more of 
what the story is trying to tell us versus we have a character step into a scene and dump all this information for like two minutes. And then we move on to a new, another action piece or some other moment. And so I, I think that's where the film could have used a little more room to breathe because this story is so big in a way, like it's so far reaching, but otherwise as it is right now, I think it's, it's actually pretty good. It's pretty enjoyable. So that's a recommendation for me. And uh, it's pretty recent, you know, so I think right now it's on Hulu. Uh, you may be able to rent it or stream it anywhere else also. So be sure to check that one out. All right. So look, that's all these films that uh, I really wanted to get into here. And I- I'll say this. So the last one I've talked about, is, it is on Hulu uh, at the moment. Some of these others I saw, I think on Amazon Prime. Uh, there might even been, uh, one or two of them that were on Tubi. I think that's the service, right? The free to stream service. You may be able to find them in other places. I noticed that a lot of them seem to be distributed by Wellgo. Apparently they do a lot of Korean films, uh, or maybe that's even their focus. And, uh, I just wasn't clear on that until now. That's a good place to go to find a lot of these films is check out Amazon Prime, check out Hulu, uh, Tubi, and then there's also uh, Canopy, I mentioned before in the past. It's a free service, so if you have a library card from your local uh, county or, or city, you plug in your library card and you can stream movies for free there. And so that's another place to look. You might be able to find some of these there also. All right. So look, that's been another episode of Film Streak. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking some time. Uh, go through these films with me. Hey, look, if you've seen some of these films or maybe, you know, here's the thing. If you have some recommendations on better ones or ones that I didn't see, I have some more, but I wanted to get through these first. So if you have heard of these, if you've seen some of these, or maybe you know some other good ones or better ones, let me know. Just uh, send a comment to comments at filmstreak.com. You can go to filmstreak.com directly, leave a comment with this post if you like. Let, let me know what you think. But in the meantime, hey, just take it easy, be cool, and go watch some new movies.